This is a GRDC podcast. A very special event at this year's Henty Machinery Field Days gave grain growers the opportunity to hear timely advice on crop management decision making during drought. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. The event was a GRDC and New South Wales DPI forum called Tough Season Questions Answered. Four DPI speakers addressed the forum, and you'll hear from these speakers in this special series of GRDC podcasts. In this episode, Michael Neal-Smith is speaking to leader of New South Wales DPI's Southern Pastures Program, Nigel Phillips. Well, this morning we were talking about the, I guess, the decision-making process around uh, whether you should cut your crops for hay or silage uh, or graze them out or run them through to grain. And I think some of the key messages were have a plan, so to not be a passenger in this process, but actually have a decision-making framework that's logically based and economically sound, uh, and then being aware of that each one of these decisions has different risk pathways and being aware of those risks so you can manage them. What are the impacts of drought and frost on feed quality? Generally in terms of feed quality we see uh, frosted crops and drought affected crops can actually be quite high in quality, mostly because their progress gets parked either due to moisture stress or, or the frosting event and at an earlier stage in their growth, so they can be quite high in energy. Uh, They can often be quite high in protein, which means they can be quite valuable from the animal feed point of view. Uh, It can also be quite high in nitrates, which is a risk you have to manage, but it it means that uh, for producers that this presents an opportunity to say, well, if I don't think this is going to make it through to grain, I might be able to target, say, a higher class of animal, like a growing animal, uh, and get a much different economic return out of that decision in uh, letting it run through the grain and looking at it across the whole farm you might have number paddocks and say well on the basis of this you know I mean I have a viable proposition to say finish my lambs off before Christmas. What factors do growers need to consider when determining whether to cut for silage or hay or graze in paddock? If you're going down the hay or silage or grazing pathway I think the critical thing is make a few early decisions is that do I want this feed to put on the market that has one set of uh, decision-making criteria and set of risks, which are different to those that if I'm going to cut this for hay or silage uh, or graze it for my own use, is a different pathway. So um, if I'm using it on farm, you really need to have a much broader understanding of your animal need. So is this a feed need that I need now? In which case, you know, you might say, well, maybe grazing, it's certainly a cheap option to direct graze it. Uh, And that fits my plan. If it's got enough feed now what I really need is feed in February or March if I cut this for hay or silage um, I turn around and go look you know what is the quality of that will that meet my need in February what's the cost of doing that and are there better alternatives which may bring me back to putting it on the market again and buying grain instead. What risks do you consider when when you're feeding or cutting canola at, uh, at different growth stages? There are a couple of key risks uh, which are associated with any feed. So a lot of these crops can be quite high in, in nitrates and uh, and you have a similar, say, feeding a high-protein grain where you, you might get nitrate poisoning in your livestock if they're very high. So you can mitigate that risk by firstly, you know, not putting hungry animals onto this, uh, this feed source, whether it be a, in a hay or a silage. When you bale up uh, high-nitrate crops as hay, they tend to maintain that nitrate level, whereas in the silage it tends to reduce, so there's another strategy there. Uh, so 
that can be managed there, but and certainly the same you would do with grain is that you tend to introduce new feed types slowly. And it's probably a similar principle, you know, if you're bringing new hay onto your property or you're making your own, is that, you know, assuming that all hay is safe is probably a dangerous move and have a plan to introduce them to these new feed sources slowly. And the same with if you're grazing directly in a paddock. In the paddock, they can actually select a, just a leaf or just a growing point off, which may in fact present slightly higher risk, but you mitigate that risk by managing the introduction of this feed your animals more carefully uh, and monitoring your livestock. Is there anything else that you think growers can do to reduce or minimise those risks? I think mostly if you're careful and monitoring your livestock is the main strategy. Uh, But let's get a bit of perspective. During the millennial drought, thousands of hectares of this material and thousands of tonnes of this material had been baled or sold were fed out to animals with very few problems. Now, while there were a small limited number of cases, you know, in terms of risk, you know, it is a risk, but it is not a universal risk for these feed sources. So, so grain of salt would all say, so take caution and you should probably avoid most of these issues. So what are your decision-making tips, you know, for instance, around making decisions on a whole farm basis or recording all measurements or reviewing decisions, you know, and once the decision is made, moving on. So, you know, in and around those sort of things, what are your, what are your tips? I think the really key thing is, you know, as I said, don't be a passenger in this process and let circumstances make the decision for you. Be active in your decision making and seek advice that helps you make that and do a plan. So have a sound framework for doing that, particularly having a sound economic framework. Now, there are tools like uh, the Crop Salvaging Calculator on the New South Wales DPI website, uh, which can help you do that. So you can put in uh, your estimated biomass for paddocks and make some comparisons between cutting for hay, cutting for silage, feeding it out or running it through the grain. So help with the economic analysis of that. The other components of these is that, you know, look at things on a whole farm basis, particularly when it comes to feeding out animals. You know, just because you can turn something into feed doesn't mean it's necessarily the best option. Uh, so look at your feed need across your whole farm, your whole enterprise, and run that out over time and say, does cutting this for hay or silage or grazing it meet my needs for my animal enterprise and if it does excellent if it doesn't you might think about an alternative decision for that paddock going further down the track i think it's really important that you know these events will happen again in the future but they may be some time so it's really important that producers go out there with their advisors and write down what they're doing what they're measuring what the results were uh, how what the decision was and using that for future use and then going back at some point when the dust has settled a little bit and, and reviewing that and saying okay I made these decisions you know how could I improve that what information would I need to have next time to make a better decision uh, and get a better outcome and file that for future use and it may be for your use or it may be for your kids use so uh, hope these events won't be too far uh, or too soon down the track so, you know, it may be some time before you access this and your memory, if it's like mine, doesn't last that long. So I write everything down. The other real key point is that, you know, once you've made a decision, you know, move on. Uh, it's very important that, you know, you don't, you know, moving forward without regretting you've made a decision, own it, move on and do that review process. And that's a key learning for producers. From a grower's perspective, can you explain the value of the decision-making calculator? Like most on-farm decisions, you know, uh, it's important that you make a sound decision that's economically viable. Uh, and it's very easy to make very quick decisions and find out in hindsight that it actually economically wasn't very good. Uh, so the calculator 
allows producers to put in their numbers for standing biomass in paddocks and then look at the alternative strategies, be it hay, silage or grazing or grain, and decide which one is the most economically viable position for them on a paddock and a whole property basis and see what that outcome might look like in terms of dollars. Uh, so, so that's a key part of the decision-making process is having this economic framework and that's what this tool provides. New South Wales DPI Southern Pastures leader, Nigel Phillips. You'll find links to drought management and grain grower assistance on GRDC's website. Search for the Dealing with the Dry resources page. Before acting on recommendations or advice contained in these podcasts, first discuss it with an independent and professional agricultural advisor. The content of this podcast doesn't necessarily represent the policy or views of the GRDC.